morning, everybody. Chester ARP Church Devotional Podcast. We've been gone for a while, but we're back. Romans chapter 7, just a second. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Romans chapter 7. We're jumping into Paul's discussion of the law and its connection to sin and what that means and how that what that means for him. And it's just some really rich stuff here. So here we go. Romans chapter 7, beginning in verse 7. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said you shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil that I do not want is what I keep on doing. Well, that was a hard sentence. Now, I, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Now, these are important sections and these are important verses in the book of Romans because Paul, in a lot of ways, in Romans chapter 7, is giving an autobiographical sketch of his own struggle as a follower of Jesus. Chapter 6, he talks about how we're made alive in Christ. Uh, we died with Christ in our baptism. We've come alive with Christ in our resurrection. And so we're united with him. And so sin has no power over us. We are no longer slaves to sin, but now slaves to righteousness. And that is a wonderful theological truth to the justification that God gives us. However, our daily lives bear out a different story. We still struggle with sin. We still struggle with temptation. We still fall through that temptation. We still struggle with how we uh, say things, what we think, how we look at other people, how we judge, how we um, put idols in our lives that are not of God, etc. And so we still have those daily struggles. And so Paul here saying a normal Christian, as a normal Christian, I have those struggles myself. And I wish that I didn't, but I do have those same struggles every day of my life. And so he talks about how the reality of sin doesn't make God unrighteous, doesn't make God less holy. The reality of sin doesn't make the law less holy. Let me give you an example. Uh, you guys all know that there are speed limits on the road, right? We all drive the roads and we know there are speed limits. And if everybody listening here uh, is either driving or in a car with somebody or, uh, on a regular basis, and we know that there are speed limits. And so when I was living in Wales for the first time, uh, I lived in Britain twice in my life. But the first time I was living there, I was just out of uh, college, first year of seminary, went for three months and lived in Wales. 
uh, in Wales and of course all throughout Britain there is a national speed limit and there's a specific sign that references the national speed limit. Uh, my friend Brad and I who were on the trip together did not know that that national speed limit existed and we didn't know what that sign was for. We kept seeing this sign was a circle with a line through it. Uh, it was a white circle with a white line through it and we couldn't figure out what that meant. It wasn't about eight weeks after we were there we finally found out that that line that 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 sign meant national speed limit and the national speed limit let's just say it was 60 uh miles per hour i, I don't know but it's just 60 miles per hour so you would be driving down a road and you'd see a sign there that says 60 miles that, that that's the national speed limit sign and it meant the speed limit on that road was 60 miles an hour now they don't patrol roads like we do here in the states, but uh, you can still get caught for speeding, etc. And so we're driving down the road for eight weeks, for two months. We had no idea. Were we breaking that speed limit? Absolutely, we broke that speed limit from time to time. That is just part of uh, the fact that we were driving down the roads. We were driving at speeds we felt were comfortable, but we didn't know what that national speed limit was. Does that mean that we? didn't break the law? Absolutely not. Does that mean there was something wrong with the law? No. What it means is, is that we didn't know. And so we were living in a sense, ignorance and bliss because we didn't know that what we were doing was wrong. Could we have been held accountable? Absolutely. Because we were in Britain and we were subject to the laws of Britain. But thankfully in God's providence, we weren't caught speeding. The illustration is simply what Paul says. I didn't know what sin was. I was ignorant to sin. A lot of people in our lives are ignorant to sin. Uh, we know that are ignorant to sin. A lot of people in the world around us, they're ignorant to sin. Why? Because they don't know the law of God. They don't know what God requires. And what Paul is saying in this particular passage is, prior to understanding the law, prior to knowing what God requires of me, I was ignorant. And so he's not that he's not held accountable. He says in Romans chapter 1, we're all held accountable. We're all responsible for our sin. But what he says is prior to the law, I was ignorant. But once I heard from the law, which was God's revelation of his ex expectations, his will for my life, then I realized I was sin. It made sin uh, real to me, and I realized I was breaking sin. And then sin caused me to want to break the law more, right? So think about this now. Did my actions change in Britain once I found out what that national speed limit sign was? No. I just knew right when I would see that sign, oh, I'm breaking the law. Ha, 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 ha. We've been laughing at each other because we understood, right? Now we just wanted to drive faster than the national speed limit because that's what we do as humans. We want to rebel. And so sin is a rebellion. But what sin does is it makes you want to sin even more once you realize what you're not supposed to do. And so that's Paul's argument. Prior to the law, I lived in ignorance. But now that the law has come into my life, I now know what sin is. And so let me challenge you guys with that this morning. Now that you know the law, the challenge for you, if you know the law of God, the challenge for you is to submit to Christ and walk with him in obedience to him because the rebellious spirit of sin wants to go out and do whatever we want to do in rebellion to God. So y'all walk in righteousness today, trust him, and uh, recognize the beauty and the wonder of God's grace. You guys take care. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.